The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Well, welcome. My name is Cheryl Cummings, and I'm the chair of the Multicultural Affairs Committee. And we are so excited to be holding our first uh, open meeting. Um as requested uh, by our new president, uh, we, we agreed that it's a fantastic idea. So um, the general structure of the evening is going to be that we're going to spend about 45 minutes, maybe less, talking about um, ha holding our MCAC meeting. Um, and then um, after that, we're going to open it up to uh, our guests who are here and to you know share any ideas, comments, feedback, anything. Um, we're we're really excited to have you here. Um, as part of our own sort of development for this year, um, each member of the Multicultural Affairs Committee um, is taking on the running of a meeting. So in October, um, we're really excited that one of our newer members. Um, Janae Miller will be taking it on. So um, I am done. And Janae, it's all you. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to um, our monthly meeting for the Multicultural Affairs Committee. My name is Janae Miller. I am from Ohio. I am currently the local chapter president uh, for the Columbus, Ohio chapter for ACB. And I'm happy to be running this meeting this evening. And so... Um, to start the business portion of our meeting, we have a, a fun icebreaker question. And since Halloween is coming around, I would like to know from our committee members, what is your favorite Halloween candy? So if you want to raise your hand and Monica, or if you want to just chime in and tell us what your favorite Halloween candy is. This is Pat Almond Joys. Almond Joys, okay. <laughs> this is Lisa Sled. I did all that, Pat. <laughs> okay, we got two Almond Joys. All right. This is Mary, and um, it would be Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Ooh, one of my favorites. All right. D ditto, Mary. This is Ray. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups all the way. All right, we got three, me, Ray, and Mary for Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yum! I, I'll even it out. I'm, I'm an Almond Joy fan. Oh! <laughs> okay, <Michael. laughs> yeah. This is, uh, this is Pam. Uh, um, I will... Oh, hold on. We heard Pam and then Peter. Oh, then, okay, sometimes I feel like a nut, sometimes I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Peter. This, this is Peter. I'm Butterfingers. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good oh. one, too. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a, good a very, one too. very good one. Swatha, uh, I will do Snickers. I'm a Snickers. Oh, all right. Me and Swatha, we're hanging together because I'm a Snickers hey. person. <laughs> this is Sharon. This is awesome. <laughs> and this is Gabe, and uh, I would have to go with Kit Kat. 
Oh, okay. Some good. Some good. Yeah. okay, all right. That's a good too. Mm. Okay. Yeah. This is, this well, is Nikki. The, the dark chocolate ones are. Yes. <laughs> this okay. is Nikki. I love Snickers and peanut uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, for, but for Halloween, I like those little. Uh, they're they're like uh, not diamond triangles, and they're they're huh. different colors, and they're those little corny things. I forget what you call them. They're very very corny. Hold on, before we go any further, have we heard from all of our committee members as to what? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm here, Regina. Go ahead, yeah. Regina. Well. I have to confess, I like that fall mix, you know, with all the cats and pumpkins and. Uh, oh, like the fall trail mix with the nuts. Yes, and the yes. And it only comes out around Halloween. And I oh. usually get two bags for me. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but do, do, you, do you talk about getting them because you're thinking about sharing with the kids, maybe? or? No, I don't share those. I hide them from the kids. <laughs> oh, and, no. That is terrible. Uh, no. Anyway, I'm taking notes just so you know, awesome. Cheryl. Yes, thank today. you. Okay, thank, thank you, Regina. Regina. And um, I always get a big bag of everything. So Kit Kats, Butterfingers, and just put it all in the freezer. Oh, then I can't wow. eat it all at one time. Oh. <laughs> so what about Miss Peggy Garrett? Have we heard from her? She's a, our past uh, MCAC president. What her favorite candy yeah. is? Muted. <laughs> She's muted. I was muted. Sorry about that. But You're I have fine. to go with Snickers. Snickers are my favorite. Ooh, right. <laughs> Join us over here. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank well, you. Abby. Well, uh, just a minute. Um, this is Lynn, Lynn. Corral. Oh, Lynn. Oh, I don't Lynn. know. I don't. I don't like candy anymore, so I don't even know. But I think the closest of anybody that's mentioned is is Kit Kats. I used to like that pretty much. So yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, thank you, Lynn. Thank you. Have we heard from everybody in the committee? Yes. Okay. You thank can. you so much, everyone, for our wonderful icebreaker. Um. Now let's see. Uh, we move on to down to my agenda here. The next thing we're going to do, hold on one second, is we're going to um, hear from Miss Peggy Garrett, who is our former president of the Multicultural Affairs Committee, and she is going to share a little bit of a history of the Multicultural Affairs Committee. Well, good evening, everyone, and thank you so much to uh, current chair Cheryl Cummings and the committee for inviting me to share with you this evening. The Multicultural Affairs Committee has a special place in my heart because I chaired it for right at 20 years, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, diversity is something that's very dear to me and something I work daily on and ev with every opportunity that that's given. Um, MCAC was established in 1986. Uh, it came into being because there were issues that people of minority ethnicities were being faced with that they brought to ACB. And as a result of that, the committee was established. The committee has worked over the years to just basically try to create 
our, an environment of of inclusiveness and and the co- of cohesion, just to make sure that everybody uh, is embraced and and truly valued for who they are and for what they have to offer. Uh, diversity. You know, I wrote an article a lot of years ago, and I actually hadn't seen it, but I, I read it the other night. And it basically talked about what if we were all the same? What if everybody looked the same, talked the same, ate the same things? What if there was no diversity? I mean, there are those of us who can't live without a little salt in our diets. There are those of us who like spicy there are those of us who don't like coffee. I can't imagine anybody not liking coffee. And I won't call any names, but there are people who actually don't drink coffee. There are people who uh, don't like tea. There are people who don't eat fried foods. There are people who don't uh, like to go to the beach. There are other folks who can't imagine not spending time out in the sun. So diversity comes in many different forms. And we all have our own special likes, dislikes. But the good part about that is we also have our own talents. We have our own experiences. And when we come together and we share those experiences and we share uh, our, our talents, we can make a difference. One of the things that we did over the year are, are each year we always had a luncheon uh, during the course of the convention where we would invite either someone from the local area where the convention was being held that year, or we may have had our uh, national, international guests to serve as our guest speaker. But we always tried to reach out and have someone come who could share their background, their experiences. And you know what always amazed me about that? Is that no matter where they came from, it didn't matter what their ethnicity, it didn't matter what their age, it didn't matter if they were congenitally blind or lost sight in their teens or their 50s or 60s, we all had so much in common. Our experiences were always overlapping. Uh, one year, one of the things that we did, and this was one of my favorites, one year for our, our midweek, we did music. And we asked our, our attendees to bring music. They could bring it on the CD or whatever, however they wanted to share it. But we wanted something from their life that, so some piece of music that they felt influenced them that made them who they were, something that they listened to for years, for many years, something that soothed them, something that they could relate to that that really affected who they were. And some of the music was not in English. So we had to ask them to share with us what the words were to that music. But what I got out of that was even before I heard some of the words, didn't know what the titles were, had no clue. The music, I felt it. I, I could feel what it was trying to portray. Was it sadness? Was it love? Was it happiness? 
You know, so it was another way of saying it doesn't matter who we are, where we come from. We have more in common than we realize. The other thing the MCAC has always tried to do is to promote leadership uh, among minorities uh, for ACB. Several times we had the candidates who were running for various offices to come as a part of our luncheon or our afternoon program to give our attendees the opportunity to speak with them, to hear from them who they are and what their goals were and what they where they plan to take uh, ACB in the future. And I could go on and on. I mean, 20 years is a lot of experience uh, in terms of the things that we've done, but everything that MCAC has done that I am aware of has been to include, to promote inclusion, diversity from the top down, as well as from the bottom up. We had themes that talked about uh, having the people in authority, have from the uh, staff to the leaders, officers, board members, mentor, reach out, look for people who may otherwise not step up and encourage them to become, to take on leadership roles. We talked about a mentoring program 15 years ago. I am so happy to see that that is in place now. Uh, it just does my heart good when I hear some of the names and, and some of the people who are now being mentored to step up and become leaders. Uh, one of the things that we talked about many years ago is when people don't see people who look like them in leadership, it discourages them, makes them feel like they can't be a leader. And I am just so happy to see that that is has changed now, that uh, people are reaching out. But I also am happy to see that people are stepping up because it has to be a two-way street. If people at the who've never been leaders are not willing to step up and take on those roles, then you can't blame the people in the top if they're not reaching out. So it has to be a reach from both directions. Uh, as I said, I could go on, Cheryl. I don't know how much time I have, but I just want to say that I feel that MCAC has and continues to be an important, uh, has an important role in ACB. Um, I, I am very proud of what you all are doing now. Um, I'm, I'm just blessed that I'm still, you still ask me to come and be a part of it because I do always want to be here and let you know that I am supporting you. And thanks to ACB for reaching out and continuing to support AC, uh, MCAC uh, and to have a role in a leadership role in the organization. Thank you, Peggy, for sharing some of the history of the Multicultural Affairs Committee. I learned a lot as a new member what um, the purpose is of MCAC and what it was set out to do and even what it's continuing to do. So thank you, Peggy, for, for sharing that. Um, later on, when we have our open hour of uh, discussion, people will be able to ask uh, Miss Peggy some questions if they have any. And Peggy's from the great state of Texas as well, just so people who don't know should know. Um, now we would like to move on in the agenda. We would like to have some feedback regarding our most recent book discussion. So those who are part of our book discussion we like to take no more than five or six minutes to share some feedback um, regarding that, what was working, what not worked, what you would like to see improved. So if you could raise your hand and 
um, and be called on so we can have a some feedback around the book discussion. There are no hands right now, uh, Janae. No hands, so. Mm -hmm. uh, Janae, this is Mary. Go ahead, Mary. Hi. Um, so just um, thinking about just kind of my uh, thoughts about the book discussion. Um, you know, we had questions prepared. And um, I think, you know, some of the questions maybe, you know, based on who was on the call, maybe didn't elicit as much interest in response. Um, which can happen. We, we had a couple people who did, inter, you know, respond and answer um, most of the questions, but we had, I know there were others on the call who we didn't hear too much from, but, you know, that's okay. They were there. Um, I think one of the things I, I was thinking, and, and I had um, actually talking with Cheryl, she had the idea that maybe in a future book discussion, we might ask people, even before we start in on our own prepared questions, just ask people what they thought about the book. Let people just kind of spontaneously express their kind of feelings about the book, maybe starting off that way, and then we can go into our prepared questions. But that's something we can, you know, talk about um, as, a, as a committee or subcommittee for future discussions. Next, we have Peter. Um, I, I kind of like that idea, um, but that I, I would prefer to have people come with if there were questions that they had about the book uh, rather than how they felt about the book, that, um, that, that when we talk about how we felt about the book, that it... it I think it, it uh, degenerates into um, I like this or I didn't like didn't like that, and you don't um, you aren't able to focus on the uh, intent. I, I I thought your questions last time were good questions, and um, that uh, it it, um, it I, at least I felt that it, it engaged how how deeply people were able to engage the book that we read. So, um, but if, if we ask for, if there are other questions that, if there are questions that people have, it may be some, it may be the same questions that have been pre-prepared, um, but that um, gives gives that opportunity for uh, maybe you're raising a question that, and that others hadn't thought of. Janae, this is Pam. Go ahead, Pam. Okay. Um, I thought it was a good discussion. I thought that some of the people's thoughts was good. Um, I, I think I agree with Cheryl and Mary that um, letting people spontaneously tell, spontaneously, okay, good word, tell us about how they, what they thought about the book or if they had any questions about the book to start the, to start it off first and then go into our our questions would i think move it a lot move it um we would get more involvement in the in the book in discussions because the book was good um it's a good book and um i just 
wish we had more people. We hadn't. There were there were a lot there were a lot of people on the call, but we only had a certain amount of people that were participating in in the in the discussion. Besides, they don't let me tell them time. <laughs> oh boy! Well, I, I haven't read the book. I have an issue with Bard that I got to get straightened out. But um, so I hope to be on the next book discussion. Anyone else that has any concerns? We it have Regina. Go ahead, Regina. And then Lynn. Yeah. Regina? Okay, well, why don't we go to Lynn? Because Regina, she muted herself. Oh, I'm here. Oh, go ahead, Regina. I'm sorry, I pressed the alt Y and you lower my hand. I'm sorry. Um, I thought that what I heard of the meeting was good. I like the suggestions for improvement. And I think when we talk about the questions in advance, just making them a little simpler. I think we we asked a couple in one question, and I think narrowing it down might be better for responses. Um, Lynn, I think you were next with your hand Somet Sometimes I think that there are, are, are too many questions and maybe they were a little bit too, too uh, complex or something like that. I mean, I don't know, but I do think that um, asking people not to write the book or anything like that, because that's kind of lame, but I do think if we asked them, what was your biggest takeaway from the book? You know, what, 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 you know, who did you resonate with in terms of the characters? I think questions like that, even though we don't get to the meat of the book and how how racism played into the um, in, in, into their uh, Mexican-American family and, and all the, the, the struggles they had. But I think that if we start from the way of, you know, who did you resonate with and why and what did you really, what was your takeaway from the book, I think would be good starts too. I was... <laughs> Oh, go, go Sorry. Ahead. Next, we have Lisa. Go ahead, Lisa. Hi, sweetie. How is everyone doing? Um, I, too, did not read the book because I am in school and I have enough to read right now. But I will say that what everyone said, I agree with. Because a lot of times when we start, I know just with my simple call that I have, and I just ask simple questions, you know, people kind of you know, are like going headlights, you know what I'm saying? They just kind of, uh, you know, they're stuck, you know? So I think if you do make things a lot more simpler and, you know, and, and allow them to give their comments first, and then, as they said, go along with the questions, I think that would make things go a lot smoother and we can probably get to the meat of the story. So that's my yeah, take on it. I agree with Lisa, even though I didn't read the book, you know, like what Lynn said, resonating with the character, mm -hmm. that helps mm -hmm. people to, you know, see themselves or, or even see somebody they may know or maybe they've heard of something. Right. You talk about main characters or sub-characters and how that connect to even a, a, a contemporary maybe thing or even a past. Yeah, but, yeah, because a lot of times when you start speaking and somebody will go oh yeah that's right you know that's something i you know so if you make it more like it's not a test and it's just a conversation i think we'll get more out of it correct I'm anybody, anybody else have any thoughts 
before I move on to the next agenda item? So if there's no other thoughts, we will. Um, so does anybody um, in the committee want to talk about the next discussion or anything? Janae? Uh-huh. I just, sorry, I had my hand raised. Um, I just had one more suggestion about the time. I think a couple of warnings from Pam and maybe the host should mute people as a last resort. People were just totally ignoring the time and that lessens participation. I think we can talk about it further, but I mean, I don't want to be draconian with it, but I think after a couple of warnings, people should know that they'll be muted and maybe that would slow that down. Oh. Regina, I want to say that a lot of times that offends people and it should yeah, not. I, so I that's something. That. Yeah. So, I mean, but but we're all adults here on this call, you know, so people should, you know, respect the time when we, we speak it and, and let them know, OK, you have two minutes for this comment. But some people get so passionate and they go on and on and they feel like they're picked on. Pam, you know, this happened when you and I did our book discussion that people felt like we were, you know, shutting them down early when it wasn't the case. They were going on and on and on and on and on and not giving other people the chance. So I think maybe we have to figure out a way to incorporate that in the um, the whole syllabus of what the book discussion is going to be and remind people to be mindful and let them know that you have X amount of time because there are other people that would like to give their opinion as well. Yes, I agree. I agree. So this is Pat. Um, I agree with Lisa. I think that it's okay if we tell someone you have two minutes. When their two minutes is up, we just say, you know, uh, your two minutes is up, and now I'm going to place you on mute. That person can't get offended, and if they do, then, um, you know, that's their that's their issue. Because, you know, we're adults and in order to give everyone an opportunity to be able to, you know, voice their views, you've got to have some type of timeline uh, in order to control the discussion. I am not, and, and I try to be very respectful of people. And so, and, and I keep myself muted until time goes off and then I tell them, I unmute and come in very yeah. softly to say time. And um, yes. some people keep talking and I'll say time again. You were fine. This is Ray. I was going to go to Ray, Ray okay. and then Peter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Pam, this is Ray. First of all, you did fine. Um, yes. I, I understand that uh, I heard the comment then, you know, I certainly get it. People do get real passionate about some of these things and stuff like that. I think I don't have an objection to giving them a couple of cues and then yeah. muting them. But I think up front, you need to tell people you're going mm -hmm. to do that because mm -hmm. that way, yep. that way, if, if you just, you know, two warnings and then you mute them, then people would get a little bit offended. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're all adults. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But um, as long as we tell people what the protocol is going to be up front, then then they can't act like they're surprised. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yep. Peter is next. No, actually, I don't know why my hand was raised. I just joined the meeting. 
So I have nothing to say yet. I will have something to say down the road, I'm sure. So thank you. And and this is Mary. I just want to say that if it, there's anyone who would like to join the book selection subcommittee, just, um, you know, you can put out, you know, an email on the MCAC list and we'd be happy to have you on, a, on the subcommittee. Actually, it was a different Peter. Yeah, this is the other Peter. That, um, I think that one of the things that happens is that um, when we say you have two minutes, um, that people feel like they have to try and fill two minutes and that, you know, if you can get it said in less than, than two minutes, you should be able to feel really good about um, being done. So, um, so you know, if... Um, if there's a subcommittee on this that that um, that I that I I would be appropriate for, I'd be happy to serve there. Um, but that that this this um, business of letting people go long past their two minutes, I think, yeah, we need to find some way of being uh, polite and firm that you get two minutes, and then uh, mm -hmm. but if you can get done before then, then you should mm -hmm. be able to just say thank you and. Thank you. Uh, Jeanne, Georgina again. Mm. Yeah, well, maybe she's on mute, but, but we're getting towards like six o'clock. Okay. Just. Yeah. I, I was just going to say real quick, I wasn't implying not to give them a warning that that would happen. I would think we'd inform them if we were mm. going to do something like mute them, <laughs> you know, that that was going to be happening if they went too far past yeah. their time. So anyway. And we know uh, that, but you know, people are going to still raise their hand, kick, they, you know, kick up and Google Gaga. They're going to do that, you know, <laughs> and, and probably send a email to somebody and say what they did and everything. So it is good to let them know way ahead of time so put it in the you know in the um like you said the protocol the that's what it's going to be from now on yeah mm -hmm. the announcement thank you my brain is fried i told you i've been reading and studying so yeah. <laughs> janae are you back are you here can you guys mm -hmm. hear me now yes yeah. okay sorry i yeah. realized i was unmuted i was muted sorry let's move on to the next agenda item guys um so I didn't realize I was not, I was muted. My apologies. Okay. Um, so the next thing we would like, um, let me see one second here. Hold on. I can, I can't even get back to my agenda. I believe the next thing on the list is um, some discussion around the um, health initiative that we were talking about at our last meeting. Uh, we were uh, we were looking at maybe collaborating with other affiliates such as um, disability, not disability, diabetes in action, and the um, aging and vision loss. And I think, if I remember correctly, Regina was had made that suggestion. And so I would like to know was there any further discussion on that, or was someone who would like to have a few volunteers to assist Regina and maybe forging that collaboration of collaborating with diabetes in action and some of our other affiliates related to health-related issues that affect our community. It's 
so Regina, are you um, willing to take the, I think you agreed to take the lead on that. Did you? Or are we making yes. anything? Okay. All right. And, and the thought was it would happen maybe like in the spring or. Yes. Spring, you know, future. We don't, we don't want it to be too soon. We have a lot to work on. Okay. So, so like if maybe. That's the case, I'll help. Who I'll said help. that? Lisa. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot on my plate right now, but you're talking springtime or whatever. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Any, and did somebody else I said speak I'll up? Help. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Pam? Yes. Okay. Please. So Regina, Lisa, and Pam. All right. So, um, you guys, you don't have to like, as you said, it's not till the springtime, but if like, you know, we'd like to maybe have you on the agenda in December, you just maybe if you've like framed it out a little more or something like that, um, you know, well, I didn't know that we're meeting in December. All right. So I think we're to meeting me, in no, November. To me, no. Yeah, we're meeting November. in November. Yep. That's the next one. Okay. But to me, it'll be, I would think no later than January, they should be having you know, at least some kind of framework, even though they want to work on it in the spring. That's my yeah. suggestion. That's a brilliant suggestion. So, Regina and new committee, new subcommittee, do you guys, does that work for you? You agree to that? January. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, call me at any time. And, you know, and we, we welcome male it. participation, hint, hint. <laughs> uh, oh, we've got like, um, Peter. Yeah. Do you want to work on the subcommittee too? Michael, three gentlemen yeah. on the committee. I'm putting you <laughs> out like there, you. Michael. You and I still yeah. have our part too. We have to work on too. You're you're next on the yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> you're next on the list. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll leave Regina. I know is a, is good at recruiting people, so we'll leave it up to Regina to recruit some more members for the the planning group on this. So, okay, okay, thank you. So now that we've heard, we've I've called out Michael, Michael and Lisa. Um, looking, so the next thing on the agenda is looking at, you know, the part two possibly a possible part two to your values discussion and in our last meeting there was a suggestion I think I made it and I think somebody else suggested maybe considering creating a simple survey to send out to people before having a possible part two so I'd like some discussion around that any thoughts from Michael and Lisa regarding that or anyone else I think Pat brought that up yes so Patricia Pat, yes Pat can you give us some uh, give us some idea or thought about how what kind of survey we could we could put out that would relate to this subject? Okay, so this is Pat. What I can just, do just, is just a broad idea because if 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 you really come up with something, we're gonna get in touch with you <laughs> and, and sit down and hammer this out. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so this and is I Pat. have your number. No. <laughs> 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 what I will do is I'm going to, I will email um, the two of you, the survey, the information that we used um, a month ago. Okay. 
to discuss values and um because I think if you saw the survey first, it'd be easier for us to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So let me email that to you. So if you guys can send me your uh email me your direct email, um, that'd be helpful. My email address is lovep at michigan.gov. So that's L-O-V-E-P S and Patricia at michigan.gov. And I'll send that to you guys tomorrow. Okay. So the suggestion was made, which was really our our original intent. We just we just tried to make the subject tried to make the subject interesting. The suggestion was made that how could we uh, tailor this to to ACB? That was our that was our original intent anyway. Yeah, because they felt like we were picking on the youth. <laughs> yeah. And 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 uh, somebody thought we were no, it's not a generational thing. But and you've got to be realistic about mm-hmm. uh, exactly people, generations, uh, the the whole nine yards. And if 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 uh, I think someone shared about uh, being a, being a teacher and 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 having having difficulties with mm-hmm. with the younger students, I see that all the time. I hear mm-hmm. that all the time. Mm-hmm. My 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 granddaughter in law. Is a is a teacher, <laughs> and, and and of course I, I egg her on because I ask her, well, well, how was school? <laughs> and, you know, and her her reply is, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, it's it's we're talking elementary students who are unruly, and and how and and she has four kids. And she disciplines her children, not 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 corporately, but but from the standpoint that there are expectations, mm-hmm. and and so it's it's what are you instilling in your children, and and so that's we weren't bashing, you know, the generations. We're mm-hmm. just saying, you know, if we don't instill values in our in our kids. These are the people who are going to be the leaders in our country. Mm-hmm. So, but I think so, it, so, I'm sorry. But, I just but, go, ahead. Let me, go ahead. Let me finish. I, I go can, ahead. You can. But uh, but 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 all we were trying to say is uh, where we came from, where we going now, and how do we look at each other, approach each other, in order to work together. To, mm-hmm. to build a, a better organization. But Michael, you and I had this discussion. I think that a lot of people might get offended because these are their children and they are the ones that drop the ball. I'm just going to say it. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way that, you know, I was speaking to a friend today and she was saying some things that her daughter did that's just crazy. And she's the same age as us. And it's just no way that we would have gotten away with doing those type of things, you know, the way we were raised. So somewhere along the line, things changed, whether it's the media, whether it's the government telling you what you can and cannot do with your children. You know what I'm saying? It dropped Mm -hmm. somewhere. And like you said, these are the children that's going to be running the future. And it scares me. You know what I'm saying? If these are the people that I have to depend on. So I think that these People that are super, super, super offended about what we said about the youth, 
the problem may, I'm going to say, the problem may have lied with them, you know, maybe because they they let them get away with things and they, you know, they allow them to watch certain things. You know, we didn't do that. We weren't allowed to do that. Back in the day, they asked you, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Now you don't know where your kids are, you know? So I just think that it's, it, it needs to be more real and people need to realize that. So perhaps when we put out this survey, we can get it a little bit better because I think um, I felt for that teacher, you know, what she was talking about and anybody that's got some sense and compassion, they would feel it too. You know, so it it just needs to be said. Some folks let their kids get away with murder. And that's why this country is turning into the way it is. That's why the everything is is it's like a mockery with everything. And it's sad. And it if we do not speak up and do not make changes, it's gonna get worse. I, see, I I I really did want the, the the conversation to go to go that way. I I really wanted to to stay on the principles. Mm -hmm. you know, what are the principles? What are the what are the values? Let's you know I wanted us to talk about talk about you know kindness and and civility and and those kinds of things because because it it really starts with us. Mm -hmm. uh, people who are in in leadership in NACB it starts with us how do we treat each other when people see us what do they see you know what do do they see us treating treating each other with civility kindness help uh uh, uh you know going the extra mile you know to make sure that 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 each of us uh, gets our needs met, you know those those kinds of things, and I, I just think that if we if we can exhibit those those characteristics, I think that others will say, well, perhaps I'll get more if I give more, you know, in terms of giving myself to 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 help other people. And Michael and Lisa, just to let you know, Lynn does have her hand up. Right. Go ahead, Lynn. I really like the discussion, but I think that sometimes when we talk about values, we're judging people instead of allowing them to share their, their values. And I think that, um, and I mentioned values clarification um, that I learned about in the 80s, but um, I really think that when we talk about values, and I think it's a very, a very important uh, discussion because we all have values and we have to know from each other, what our values are, so we can talk about it and respect each other's values, and even correct them if they are too out of line. You know, I think that you're right about that. But I don't think that going back to the good old days, maybe the bad old days, for <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, um, is the best way to go. You know, this is the way it was. Now it's now it's gone to hell in a no, handbasket. No, no. No, you know? I'm not saying to go all the way back. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, just oh, okay. you know, no, I'm not saying to go all the way back. And I'm not going all the way back. I'm just oh, saying okay. the way yeah. I was raised, you know what I'm saying? And the, and different things that you see in this world right now, it's going out of hand. And how did that happen? You know, charity begins at home. Mm -hmm. You're so, you taught your son. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. mother taught me. Your mother taught you. You know, so somebody was there to teach you those values in the beginning so that when you went out into the world, you knew how to address people. You know, you knew how to accept people. 
So that's I all agree. I'm saying. And I this agree. survey and, will probably yeah. help out a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I, get to the crust of it. I don't know about surveys and, and if, unfortunately surveys, uh, having just finished my doctorate, you know, it's hard to get people to fill out surveys. There's a very low rate of return on surveys depending how you do it. Um, and it would be interesting. And also the fewer questions you ask, the better and you know, all that kind of stuff. But I do know about uh, that kind of stuff. I do think a part two would be in order though. I think that there are a lot of issues that we could discuss about values and like I said I would like to introduce this topic to my Jewish group as well because I think values are very important and to know how we how we think about things feel about things what our values are how we got them how, how we how, how we got them and and what we're doing with them um, yeah my, my son has pretty good values uh, he, mm -hmm. he learned after a while so yeah I mean that's right See, that's that's all I'm saying, you know, yeah. and and people should not be offended. And you are right about, you know, sometimes, you know, all the extra stuff, it deters people and whatever. But nothing beats a failure but a try. We have to try something to right. get what we're trying to do across. So this is Pat. I just want to clarify uh, when I say survey, this isn't a survey where you're asking questions. OK, this is just simply a list of about 80 to 90 values. And so then what you do is you go through and you write down what are the 10 most important values to you on that list, okay? And then I and then once I get my 10 down, then I had to narrow it down to okay, out of this 10, what are the most five uh important values out of this 10? And then when we got together as a group, as a as teachers, secretaries, um, administrators, um, people who worked in production, and there were people from the age of, I would say, 20, all the way up to people that were 65. So there was a whole bunch of us. And then to keep the conversation positive and going, you look at those. So Mike and um, Lisa will look at the values and say, you know, oh, so this person really values, I see that a lot of people values respect or how many people value respect, you know, that kind of thing. So it's not a survey where you're actually asking questions, you're just narrowing it down because you can get bogged down, you know, when you, when you allow people to go on and on about, oh, you know, I believe this, this and that, and, and it can be, and it can turn kind of negative. So I just wanted to clarify that. And that's why I said, I will email it to Mike and um, Lisa, and they can do what they want to do with it. And then there was another document that we had to fill out that was only, I think, about three or four questions. So, yeah. Thank and you. It gives more, it'll give more structure. Th thank you for clarifying. It gives you structure. I, I like yes. Right. Yeah, yes. and that's what it sounds like you guys needed some structure. Yes, yes. Yeah. And we, we, do have, we do have some more hands, if you'd like them. Um, From the committee? I can tell you their names. Yeah, tell me decide. the names. Okay, so the agenda we want to get to. Anthony, Gabriel, and Regina. Okay, uh, Anthony? Or, yeah, that's Gabe, Gabriel and Regina are from the committee. Yeah, yeah. Gabriel Regina from the committee, not Anthony. And and we do need to let our public uh, have a chance here, guys. Yeah, that's so what I'm just trying to get through to the next last three things on the agenda. So, so Gabe really, and... really quickly on this on this topic, I think we uh, need to stay true to our the mission of 
of our committee. We are the Multicultural Affairs Committee. So I think if we frame it from the perspective of diversity and from different cultures, I think the idea with this exercise is, uh, from what I understood, was to kind of breach the gaps that we think exist or the differences that we think exist. Because uh, when we share our values coming from our own culture, at the end of the conversation, we realize that our values, our core values are not di so different from each other. We may still have differences in the way we go about exerting or exercising those values, but in the fundamental part of the values, they are for the most part the same. So it's 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 about find, finding common grounds and, and uniting us uh, across, gen uh, I mean, uh, across cultures. Thank you. And Regina, and then we're going to move into the next, we got three more agenda items to cover before we can get to the public. And mostly what Gabriel said, and just pinpointing that, and maybe a survey isn't exactly the way, but the way we frame the questions during the discussion. Okay. Thank you, Regina. So next, we want to move quickly on to the uh, convention committee, if they have an update. Okay, I had muted. That would be me. So I was reviewing my notes um, and I had a conversation with Cheryl. This is Gabriel, by the way. Um, and I was appointed to lead the uh, convention subcommittee. Um, we, we haven't uh, been able to get together. I still need to recap. So if you remember, I think it was Regina, Pam, Mary, correct me if I'm wrong, please, no. so that I... No. no, not Mary. Not Mary? Okay. Yeah, no, I, I had, no, no. Okay. I think Regina, Lisa. I, I think Lisa, Lisa, right? I think Lisa. No, Regina. Lisa was last time, but if y'all pushing me into it again, oh. yes, I'll do it. Oh, so, okay, I'm sorry. I, th I, I thought you were, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll finish reviewing the notes from, from, from last meeting, um, but I'm pretty sure that Regina and Pat and Pam were there, and, and there Lynn, was someone. I might have said, Lynn, it. I right? might have said it because I said it's the Regina and Lisa show every time we do a presentation. So I yeah, that sounds familiar. And I was on so, that list too, Gabriel. Me, Janae. Janae. Okay. 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 Perfect. So I'll I'll go to my notes and I'll um, reach out to you for to have our first meeting. So uh, I I have been uh, in communication with Cheryl. Uh, the, as you know, the board meeting happened in Jacksonville. Uh, last month and uh, we were able to um, be on the ground and kind of explore some things um i've also been in contact with janet janet has been in contact with the entire committee uh proposing certain things if we want to co-sponsor some of or one of the tours um and uh, uh we're still looking at something we're going to be looking at something in terms of uh, obviously our luncheon uh, and we've taken into we're going to take into consideration all the uh, all the uh, feedback that we've gotten from the committee and um, also certain other collaborations uh, that we will explore um, I, I, I know we've been uh, we've been uh, uh, reached by um, IDC and uh bpi for some collaborations uh like i said we definitely cheryl and i agreed that we will have a, a subcommittee meeting 
in the next couple of weeks and we'll have a full convention report uh, with progress and with what conversations have been had at that point and what, what, what direction we're looking into activities for convention. Thank you, Gabriel. So while you're on the line, I believe um, you're one of the people, part of the Hispanic committee. We need a, a, a update from them and then we need to get to Cheryl's um, chair report. Okay. So um, yeah, the Hispanic subcommittee and uh, all the efforts right now have been kind of focused on the audio description gala that's going to happen in November, November 14th. Uh, we're very happy that it is uh, going to be simultaneously uh, transmitted both English and Spanish. And um, you, there's going to be a button on the ACB website that will take you. You can choose either English or Spanish. Uh, we have some of the, actually one of the hosts is um, a Hispanic um, and uh, part of the community. Uh, her name is Conchita. She's she's very active in the community, and uh, she's going to be hosting. And uh, there's going to be some awards for some of the uh, Hispanic networks that have done some improvements in audio description. Um, Dicapta. Dicapta has been a great collaboration. Maria Victoria Diaz uh, from Dicapta has been instrumental. They have provided most of the human talent to produce the audio description gala in Spanish. And uh, moving forward, um, the plan uh, as included in the strategic uh, uh, plan and the budget for ACB, which we actually haven't discussed yet, happens until December, but, uh, but the uh, plan is still to budget for um, translating um, both mid-year and convention, at least the key parts of it, of both of both events, um, to have live interpretation and to have uh, the translation of resolutions and important documents for those two big events. Um, I have been participating in some uh, interviews in Hispanic radio shows with, uh, together with Maria Victoria Diaz from Dicapta promoting the gala. So um, if you know people, please let them know. Um, it's also, Peacock has also agreed to put, to uh, transmit simultaneous English and Spanish. Uh, however, um, for Peacock, you do need a subscription, but if you go to the ACB website and you click on, on Spanish, you'll be able to listen to it simultaneously in Spanish. I think those are the updates. Thank you. Cheryl, it's your turn. All right. I'm going to, um, skip a bunch of things. So, uh, I think we can, um, I wanted to, uh, get some feedback around, um, the listening session that we held. And I'm going to ask committee members to send that to me via email, just so um, the, the, that we had the listening session uh, concerning um, African-Americans and um, some of the feedback I received said that people really liked it and appreciated the opportunity. Um, and I spoke with Cassandra and Sabria, um, who were our facilitators, and they're both interested in doing it again um and and they've sort of presented a plan of what the like next two sessions can look like and i'll send that out to the committee so you can all review that and tell me if you would like us to move forward or not um we don't and so the second thing i want to mention is um we were asked to submit a budget and i sent in our budget 
requesting $1,600, which we've never really gotten. Um, but, you know, you, you, you don't lose anything by asking. Um, so the money would go $600 towards convention and $1,000 for us to use during the year to hire um, trainers, uh, professionals who actually work on diversity, equity, and inclusion and accessibility um, and have them do some formal trainings for us. Um, I wanted to talk about the demographics, um, just to say that Deb did provide me with that information. And again, I'll share that with the committee so that um, it will help us as we um, talk, you know, to come up with, I suppose, a training to do with membership around um, trying to encourage more people to complete the demographic um, part of the um, their membership um, information. Uh, last thing about the budget is um, the good news, everybody should um, applaud <laughs> because um, from last from the uh, convention, we actually ended up in the black. Um, thanks to everyone's participation and attendance, we uh, ended up uh, with over $359 um, that MCAC brought in um, to ACB. So that that was pretty oh, awesome. Very good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first year we were we were definitely in the red. Um, but this year we we, were, we ended up in the black. Um, and also, um, my last comment is I just also would like to thank all of the committee members who contributed to covering the cost of our luncheon speaker. So that was deeply, deeply appreciated. Um, and I think uh, the last thing, actually, Mary, you had an idea about volunteering hours. Did you share that? Oh, sure. Yes. Um so when when I'm putting together the volunteer hours and if I haven't heard from somebody from the committee, but yet I know that they had, you know, been part of an MCAC event that month, you know, they led a discussion. Um, I can certainly keep keep track of that when I know about it and, you know, add the time in based on the length of time of the program. And then I can add an extra hour you know, for preparation. But obviously, if you put more, more time in than an hour for preparing for an event, I won't know. So, um, but I can certainly add an hour. So if I don't hear from you, that's what I will do, as long as I know about an event. But like, you know, if you're, if I don't know about something, or I don't know all the hours you're putting into something, you know, it's, it's getting missed, in terms of, you know, uh, collecting the hours. All right. So we're we're almost down on bended knees saying, please submit your volunteer hours. <laughs> that's what all that's leading to. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So I am I am done. Okay. Uh, so we now are going to open up. So this is the end of our business meeting. And now we're going to open it up the last half hour. We'll push it just a little, maybe 40 minutes of questions from the audience from our those who've been listening to our meeting about the multicultural affairs committee if you have any questions 
he would like you to raise your hand and would to be called on by uh, Monica or Cheryl or myself. Uh, I'd like to thank you also for listening to our business meeting and hearing more about what the Multicultural Affair does here within side of ACB. So we have any uh, people that have questions or comments or any, want to know more about our various subcommittees that you've heard about our business meeting, if you could please raise your hand at this time. Janae, this is Pat. Did you still want me to read the mission statement? Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Okay, so our mission statement says, the mission of the Multicultural Affairs Committee, MCAC, is to promote and sustain a cohesive and inclusive environment that truly values and embraces diversity, cultures, differences, and uh, perspectives within the framework of ACB. MCAC hosts programs and activities each year during the ACB conference and convention designed to combat biases, bigotries, and racism while promoting intercultural dialogue, awareness, and respect for diversity. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Pat. Any questions from the floor? So Any we have we have Anthony right now with his hand up. Okay, go Anthony, you can unmute. Thanks. Um and thank you for reading the mission statement. Um going back to conversation from before, I I wanna highlight something that in outreach it seems like we're talking from the perspective of how we were raised, the values we look at, the things we were taught. But there's a, there's a stark divide in generations and, and the way those things are expressed and the social media um, presentation of, of how they communicate and things. So when, when doing the outreach, I think it has to be tailored in, into at least two sectors, those that are that were raised in our generations and and the generations before us, and those that have been raised differently and and communicate differently, because they're not gonna they're not gonna connect with that kind of outreach and want to answer the questions in those ways. We have to think about you know what speaks to them and what's going to get them to answer the questions too. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony, for your uh, comment. Anyone else have a comment or a question that's out there in the public listening in? Peter? Let me, let me, let me interject in here right quick because because people, people are focusing on this generational thing. That was an ancillary comment that, that took the discussion in a different direction. Remember, our focus is on us, how we treat each other. I want people to zero in on that, on how we treat each other. That's that's the focus of what we're what we're trying to get at. But don't we want to be open for new people to feel like they can come in and be with us? Of 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 course. But when they when they look at us, we want them to see us treating each other with respect. 
absolutely and the other and the other and the other attributes that go along with uh good manners or 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 what we what we call values that 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 that's it like i said that was an ancillary uh, 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 part of the discussion that took us in a different direction i mean valuable but not but not the direction not the point that we were trying to make but it is kind of valuable because we do have to recognize that the way we communicate may not necessarily be the way that other generations are communicating, and yet that maybe that's why it's not connecting. Okay. So I, I'm going to, we only have a few minutes, and we really want to hear from other folks. Yeah, Anthony, say that for the conversation. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to ask you guys to just hold, hold off hold on, on that, that for a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Can we okay. get some other people to have questions? I think. Is there a, not the Peter? Is it Peter from our committee? Is it a different Peter? We want to hear from the audience, not the committee at this point. This is the Peter who's not on the committee. Okay, go ahead, Peter. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Um, I say this with a bit of trepidation, but I think this whole generational thing is a huge thing that's happening, not only within ACB, but all over the, the country. Um, we are having massive problems communicating among generations. And I think this is a major problem that ACB is experiencing right now. Uh, I think um, it, yeah, I, th I think there are things that um, I think uh, folks interested in diversity need to think through these issues. How can we, I think Anthony said it sort of, we, we are we are not communicating effectively across generations. And more important than that, from my perspective, we're not communicating well across political differences. Um, we we have a, a, a I'm sure a large percentage of folks in ACB who are Republicans who may be Donald Trump supporters. We're not reaching them effectively on this committee, and I don't quite know how we do that. But I know you know we're sort of talking past each other on these issues, and I think we need to think about that with some degree of seriousness because. There are lots of there are lots. Sorry, sorry about that. We are um, we are having these conversations about diversity and inclusion and transgender stuff, all really important stuff. But we are like talking past at least three quarters of the ACB community, and I think we need to figure out ways of tailoring these presentations to maybe encourage some of these folks to get on board. Um, one, 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 one area where this comes in place that comes to mind is this whole issue of white privilege, which is a hot topic in diversity and inclusion things. And how do you, can, how do you talk about that, um, with white folks who don't want to hear about white privilege? And there are all kinds of arguments and we need to figure out ways of having, if we're going to talk about white privilege, we need to find a way of talking about it in ways that make sense to, um, to, to, to white people. And one of the ways I've done it, for example, is when I talk about this issue, I talk about the concept of, especially when I'm talking in front of, of, of Christians, I talk about the concepts of blessings, you know, earned blessings that, that we earn through our work and unearned blessings that God just gives us because he's God, right? And, and we're individuals and God is, is bestows different gifts on us. And to some degree that those are privileges and that um, for me, has bridged some of the gap, but I think we need to find ways of of, of redefining some of these terms we throw about uh, in in um, and, and and our diversity work, and try to make them make more sense and be more palatable, as it were, to folks who we're not reaching. Thanks, I, thanks, Peter. I will shut up. 
Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Anyone else from the public that's not a part of the committee that may have a question or a comment that has not been heard already? There are no hands, Jenny. No hands. Oh, that's well, Ray. You said the man. Well, since. Since there's no public that wants to speak, Danae, can I uh, uh, make yes, uh, ask a question? Thank you, Danae. Appreciate it. Yes, um, so <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm going to bring up this question, and I'm wondering if this committee should look at scheduling a listening session for folks with what's going on in the Mideast, and you all know what I'm talking about. Um, to hear from people in uh, our community who might be impacted on either side of that situation to have a chance to share, discuss how they're feeling about it and, and at least have a, a safe space to discuss what they're feeling because um, I'll, I'll tell you it's um, I, 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 you know, it's just, um, you know, well, let's just say that we hear we hear a lot of stuff in the media, and I'm not sure what to believe and what not to believe about what's going on. So, um, just throwing that out there. I don't know if the committee wants to uh, think about doing something like that, but uh, just throwing that uh, throwing that thought out there. Hmm. Good this, thought. This is Pat. I think that's an excellent um, suggestion from Ray. Um, because we do need to give different um, ethnicity that uh, people from different groups, you know, ethnicity backgrounds, a safe place to be able to express themselves. And it's so much going on, like he said, in the Middle East and in this country. And so, yeah, I think that um, this committee should consider doing something like that, just like they allowed you know, space for African-Americans to be able to express themselves and to be able to, you know, receive some strategies, you know, from having a listening um, forum. Thank you. And this is Gabriel. I, I support Ray's idea as well. And actually, I would be willing to um, facilitate um, since I do have uh, family still in that part of the the world. Hmm. Anyone else that is in the public? Anybody? Any hands we have, Monica at all? What about Clubhouse? Anybody over in Clubhouse? <laughs> Not currently. Janae, I just wanted to say that we have this. We this. This is a very um, fraught topic for, for. Uh, oh come on, stop it. Ah. This is a uh, this is this is a very fraught topic for uh, us in the Jewish community. We've had several meetings now where that's all we talk about, and I would love to see some more discussion about that. And I'm glad Ray you brought it up because it's very um, a fraught mm -hmm. topic for me and a lot of other people in my Jewish Arab group. And uh, we've discussed it for three weeks and. Probably not done with talking about it yet, and we did have a kind of listening session three weeks ago. I think it's a very important topic, and I think it touches everybody personally. So, Darcy does have his hand up in Clubhouse. Okay, what you got, Darcy? All right, uh, Mary, 
Um, go ahead and unmute and say. Um, I'm not on the committee. I've thought about applying for it, but it looks pretty big right now. But I was wondering if I could take things in a completely different, absolutely different direction, and maybe this is a bad idea. But um, does this group have any um, collaborations with the diabetic, the diabetes, uh, whatever the name of that division is? Diabetes the reason I'm saying that, yeah, the reason I'm saying that is that I used to work in rehabilitation, and even though I know that our people used to go around and say that diabetes was equal opportunity, that it affected all races, all strata of the society, that is absolutely Yes, it does affect them all, but it absolutely does not affect them all equally, you know, and, and the trainers put a lot of emphasis on, you know, things like recipes for foods that, that people's ethnic groups would would cook, you know, and things like that. So I was wondering, do we, does this committee have any any input in, in practical things like that? Or well, is it all focusing on, on these big discussions? Because they're both well, valuable. Actually, Mary, earlier in our, during our business meeting, I don't know if you heard that portion of it, we are looking to having a collaboration with the Diabetes in Action. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I'm sorry, I might have missed well that part. As, okay, as well as the um, Aging and Vision Loss Affiliate. So that is a future collaboration that we are going to be exploring. That we Because it's so unequal. I mean, it's just terrible. Okay. Well, thank you for, for we, we learned well we learned that with covid too i mean just the disparities that are out there right yeah the and it's just not good enough to say that oh it's because they don't eat right and they don't this and they don't that and they don't the other thing that no, just doesn't not, cut it's it not that it's no I it's can, not that at all correct if i can put in my two cents it's a lot of times it's it's because of of genetics for some people for example, in the African-American community, diabetes and high blood pressure runs rampant. And the stress. Um, of, and, and so yeah. that's just something to think about when you talk about diabetes or any other health disparity. So and Mary, else? this is Lisa, and I thank you for recognizing that, that it isn't an even play field in that situation. So thank you for that. Thank you, Mary. Yes, not all people realize that and, and recognize that. And it doesn't have anything to do with them being lazy or not taking care of exactly. themselves or any of that. Regina and I have talked about that before, so thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mary. Is there anyone else in Clubhouse or on Zoom that has their hand raised that has a, a comment before we start to slowly wrap this up? Oh, Janae, this is Gabe. Uh, I just, since we're on the topic of food, I obviously before closing, but since we're on the topic of food, I wanted to make an announcement this Wednesday. Um, Sheila Young's recipe swap, uh, uh, she has handed it over to me for this Wednesday. So if you have any Hispanic dishes or Hispanic inspired recipes, tacos, tamales, uh, enchiladas, whatever you want to share, um, please come to Recipe Swap this Wednesday. Look for community call information, and I'll be hosting it, and we'll be uh, sharing some nice Hispanic foods to close Hispanic Heritage Month. Okay, we have about 15 more minutes, so there's anyone else either in Clubhouse or anywhere else. And thank you, Gabriel, because I love Hispanic food. <laughs>
I thought he was going to say he's going to cook and send us all some food. Right, 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 right. right. Like, I'm good. like, right now, Gabe. I'm ready. Or else just or in, invite us over, Gabe. Exactly. Maybe we can do That's it. That's right. We will be in Florida. That's right. Absolutely. Anthony, make room. We're coming. Right. Let's see. We always have always. the table full and ready to serve. <laughs> and always a bottle of wine. I cannot say we have. Well, we do have have some hispanic wines uh you know we have wines from argentina chile uh he can Mexico. never get through a call without mentioning wine at least once <laughs> yes i'm bringing tamales yeah yes. yes 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 so is there anyone else out there that's listening that's not a part of the committee on zoom or clubhouse that would come and say don't be shy we don't bite we want to hear from you Please. Not in Zoom. Anything over in Clubhouse, Darcy? Nope, not right now. Darcy, do you have anything you want to ask or say? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Janae, this, this is Pat again. I want to ask Gabe. Gabe, can I be a part of the um, convention subcommittee, or do you have too many members? No, no, you can be part. Last time we were kind of struggling to kind of almost uh, push people to sign up for for the subcommittee. So the more the merrier. That's why we're, you know, the diversity group. Okay, thank you. Can, so I, I'll, ask I'll... can, I, can I ask the wine question? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You can. Uh, I mean, no, I, it's okay by me, but I don't know. Right now, no, I'm asking Cheryl. Oh, oh, um, well, oh. we have time. Yeah, time. There's no, there are no raised hands. Right. Raise hands her, 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 her line question. I'll calculate the bill. Don't worry, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Just ring the bell on me. But anyway, this is a quick question. Um, so. Whenever I go out, I always like to get a, a have a glass of wine. But you know, I am just illiterate when it comes to wines, and so I like a more sweet tasting wine. Can you recommend one or two? Sure, but uh, do you like them extremely sweet or just balanced more towards the sweet side? Uh, both. Uh, okay. So for something not so sweet on a white wine, definitely go with a riesling. Okay. Yes. And uh, and uh, for a um, red wine on the, it's probably not gonna be sweet sweet, but it's probably gonna be more on the fruity side. Mm -hmm. uh, you could try either a merlot or a pinot noir. Okay, thank you. I vote for pinot yes. noir. That's oh, yes. okay. Thanks. Thanks. Absolutely, and I'll put you on the list, Patty. Thank you. Anyone else out there in Clubhouse or Zoom that has a question for the uh, committee about what we do here at MCAC? Anything for any questions for our, our chair, our past chair, our current chair in their role? I have a question for uh, Miss Peggy if she's still here. Miss Peggy, she... are you still here? I think so. I am here. I just had to unmute. I'm here. Hi, Miss Peggy. This is Lisa. And I want to know 
Why do you think it took 15 years to get this going? <laughs> because people are people are have difficulty changing. Uh, people are rooted in who they are and they become, I guess, complacent uh, mm -hmm. with who they are. It, it, I tell you, I'll give you a good example. Uh, when I moved here, when I got married and moved here to Houston 16 years ago, and I joined the church that my husband had been in for over 30 years, uh, it took me a while to get into... And this is church we're talking about, right? But mm -hmm. it took me a while to feel like I was being accepted. Mm -hmm. I think when you're uh, when you're younger, and there is something uh, generations do make a difference. Uh, when you're younger, I think people are more more open. Uh, as they get older, their circles, their friends, you know, they they've been with these people. They're comfortable with them. And when you talk about change, whether it's including a new person or changing the way you've always done things, it's, it's not easy for some people. And some people never change. Mm -hmm. Who they are is who they're going to be. And I, I think that's why it took that long. Well, and there was, there was uh, opposition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was black. You're right. I wanted to hear the real truth. Exactly. That was, that was blatant. That was blatant opposition. And you know what? There still is. Yes. yes. There still I, is. I and there's did. always going to be. There's yes. always going to be when it comes to change, when it comes to accepting people who are different, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, uh, it's always going to be there. I mean, it's never going to go away. Right. It even over the years when it seemed like it wasn't, it was always there. Now mm -hmm. it's just becoming blatant the way it used to be. It's, it's just out there now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nothing we can, we can be, you know, my thing is, this is who I am. Okay. This is how God made me and how he wants me to be. Mm -hmm. I can't change that. So my thing is, I try to be the best me that I can be. And that's all that I can do. Mm -hmm. And if people accept me as being the best me, the best person, uh, I try to be polite. I try to be encouraging. I try to reach out. I try to share my experiences, mentor and bring other people along. All of the things that people did for me to help me to get to the point where I am. Mm -hmm. And my life is based on giving back and helping that next person because I'm reaching a point in my life where I don't want to I don't want to be the person with my neck on the chopping like I don't want to be the leader I just want to be in a support mm -hmm. in a support position but in order to do that there has to be somebody who's willing to step up take the baton and keep it moving and and so it doesn't matter to me who that person is it doesn't matter their ethnicity whatever if they're capable and, and most importantly, if they're willing. Because, and, and I say this with all honesty, folks, that for me, I do what I do because I believe in what I do. I, I do what I do because of what people did for me to help me get over losing my sight, adjusting to being blind and realizing that life goes on. And so I try to pass that on to the next person and I don't care who they are. Because in my mind, they're a person who needs help, who needs encouragement, 
And and that's what I do. But not everybody feels that way. Some people see color first. They hear your voice first. They your your ethnic uh you know, the way you speak, they hear that and, and they're turned off by that and they can't go past it. And honestly, it's just always going to be that way. It's never going to go away. And as um, Pat said, that's their issue. So as long as you're doing what you know that you're, you know, that you're giving back, you know, that you felt like you had to give back because they did it for you. And that is awesome. And some people just don't accept that. Mm -hmm. And I get that. But mm -hmm. that is them. And that doesn't have anything to do with you. So. Absolutely. And so we have to just keep doing what we're doing as MCAC, reaching out, encouraging, embracing, accepting. And for those who can't do that, as you said, that's on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you, ma'am. Thank you for answering that question. It was burning. <laughs> I wanted to ask you while you were talking, but they said we couldn't talk. So. Well, and you. I'd like to say, and Peggy, you are so gracious and you've been a great mentor to me. And I just thank you for all See? that you've awesome. done. And Cheryl, just to let you know, you have about five minutes left. Yeah, about five minutes. Any any closing comments from our chair, our current chair, Ms. Cheryl Cumming? Well, I just want to say thank you to Janae. You did a fantastic job. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> guiding us through this discussion. Mm -hmm. And thank you to Monica for hosting and Darcy Monica. for um, linking us up to Clubhouse. And thank you to everyone who... Um, accepted our invitation and know that these will be happening quarter quarterly did i can i say that <laughs> every three <laughs> i don't know uh and i haven't had any no um yes no, these wine. Will be, no wine no nothing yes. no wine <laughs> um but but so we really appreciate it and and we heard the raise comment and i will be following up with gabe and lynn to talk about um, setting up a listening session concerning the Middle East section. And Peter, we heard you about, you know, doing some of the hard work, thinking through, um, you know, what, like, how do we talk about white privilege um, with people who would, I think, furiously disagree with, uh, with that terminology sure, and what it all stands for. I thought we had a conversation like that. I remember having one. I don't know if, if the other panelists. Yeah, still I suggested it, but um, I think that there is a lot of pushback on this. And I think that um, when you suggested, Lisa, the book, uh, Tears We Cannot Stop, um, oh, yeah. that was kind of the antidote to that. So it was actually my idea. And I think that there are, are little people who bristle at the idea of white well, privilege, including my dad, actually. So, right. you know, I think that there's a lot of pushback on it. And we have to do it in a way that we can bring people along instead of, you know, kind of, uh, you know, force them to, 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 to think that way. I still want to leave that book on the table. I think we still should see if we can read that book. I don't know if you had the chance to read it, but I think I'm, we should. I'm reading we it. Did. So yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. so so um, we appreciate it. Let me just finish up by saying we appreciate people um, joining us and spending time and sharing your ideas. Um, and I just want everybody to know that, you know, there's, there isn't anything you can say, um, you know, that, that, uh, I mean, we're here to listen. So we're open to hearing whatever it is you, you have to say. 
So with that, I'm going to say thank you to everybody, and um, we are done. Our next meeting, Janae, what's our next meeting? The next meeting is November 27, 2023, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 uh, p.m. Pacific, and that happens to be the day after my birthday. Just put it out there, everybody. Well, I'll, be, I'll be in Florida, but I'll be there. All right, <laughs> and I'm off to celebrate my birthday. Good night.